back. Hey. We are at Overdue Media South. That's Bill. And we're at my house. And I don't know who this is. Who are you, sir? I'm Gene today. Oh, I didn't recognize you because you ripped all your hair out. Well, I just went into your uh, restroom, your fine your fine restroom facility. And yeah. uh, how was your experience? How would well, you rate it on a scale of 1 to 10? My restroom experience was fine, but when I looked in the mirror, yes. as an aging man, I'm sure you, having just had your 49th there is something. I have to say there is something defective with the mirror in that room because I, too, have had that experience. I, I looked at the mirror and I, I noted the strange number of eyebrow hairs that were completely out of place. I'm starting to look like a character I, in I Dune. Will, I will have a handyman come and fix the mirror. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. 80 bucks an hour would be a bargain. <laughs> I, I look at that. I look at that eyebrow threading stuff when I walk past. Like I don't a, know what that is. So apparently, if you put two threads together, they, they, oh, to pluck out an eyebrow. They, they they pluck like hair from women's faces. Yeah. And I just can't imagine the pain. I you would definitely experience. more than almost anyone I know suffer from the sort of hair misplacement problem. <laughs> you have you have hair where you don't want it and don't want don't have hair where you do want it. I don't know if you know this, but like like when I shave now, like like. Like just to, to maintain my, my beard so it doesn't grow into my chest here, I have to I have to do a three sixty shave on my neck. A three sixty shave. I have, to go, I have to go all the way around my wow. neck. Yeah, yeah, the whole collar line. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think I would live long enough to see this. Uh, it is so not good. What are we here to do today, aging sir, aging friend? We are we are looking at our long out of print, mm -hmm. volume five. Volume read, five. Read responsibly. Yeah, it fell um, into a bit of a print gully. Although we did, we did find a box in November, I believe. Yeah. I, well, we just emptied our storage unit, so we are sure that is the last yes. box. We, we are absolutely sure this time. It yes. was, it was buried under some other boxes of other stuff, but. Yeah, it was awkward, and books are expensive to reprint, and we finally just decided it, it wouldn't. I don't know. One day, maybe we'll do print on demand or something. Maybe. Um, I like it. It's got one of my favorite covers. I actually talk about the development of this cover when I when I do my uh, cartooning the digital age library program just the genesis of this and how we went through all the tropes of Dewey about to step into a manhole cover and Dewey, uh, piano's about to fall on Dewey, and then we've kind of finally got to this one. Did we talk about this before? Because I remember talking about the uh, how much I like the starfish. Didn't we discuss this before? Well, let's just admire the starfish. All right. All right. I like the starfish. starfish. I, actually, I like your coloring job. This is probably my favorite co coloring job. It's got a nice palette, doesn't it? It does. Yes, I agree. It does. Even, even the lady fishing. It's and nice. the, the starfish matches the uh, the subtitle and all that stuff. <laughs> Is it like the carpet matching the drapes? The starfish yes. matches the subtitle. If you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, with an introduction by I've forgotten this, but forward by Dave Kellett. Oh yeah, oh, Dave. That's nice. Hey, it's Dave. a nice. It's a nice forward. Dave Kellett of uh, Sheldon and now Drive Drive yes. Comics. That's true. Uh, did you know his his lovely wife uh, Gloria is the executive producer of a reboot of One Day at a Time? No. Starring starring Rita Moreno on Netflix. Yeah, produced by uh, Norm, the original uh, writer, Norman Lear. It's an all, an all Latino cast. One day at a time. Yeah. Is that... Yeah, what, Bonnie what? Franklin and, and her daughters, uh, Valerie Bertinelli and... Valerie Bertinelli, who was with Eddie Van Halen for so long. Yeah. Yes. Uh, moved, moved to New City and, and, and Schneider, the God. guy who fixes things. In their in their in their I don't apartment, guides them through many life troubles. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sure I would recognize that, but I, I can't. Anyway, so that's a, that's a that's a that's a talented family. Wow, that's a talented. Their, their children are their children are going to just be stars. My favorite thing about Dave is uh, his Halloween costume pictures. Yes, there's an old one of him as Captain Crunch that is just amazing. Yes, and, and the one is of his whole family when they just had one uh, one child of everybody. He, his wife, and and uh, the kid all as Princess Leia. With the buns. <laughs> They full commit, like full they commit. That's beautiful, beautiful. All right, let's start on page seven. Page seven, the first page of strips. It's a good place to start, Bill. It's just a, it's an idea I had. We'll start at the beginning. Oh, I hate. Uh, what if everybody read the same book programs? I kind of admire them. You, you hate our friend Nancy Pearls. The the one thing unique thing she brought to the world. And I don't. I don't hate Nancy Pearl, but like like I always look at the book and I'm like that is never a book I would read ever. 
Like, like I just you just think the the choices they come up. Well, with I think them? I think what would be a great program is what if everybody read the book I wanted to read. I think that would be a fantastic program. But what but, if everyone read Gene's favorite book? Yes, that'd be right. great. Right. So, well, so it's not it's not the structure of the program; it's just the choice of books. Well, I I, th I think that I think that uh, when you try to appeal so broadly or find something that will appeal so broadly, mm. you, you you are inevitably not going to find something that appeals it, to me. It's more of a lowest common denominator thing. Well, I, I I don't know what it is, but like when I walk into your average bookstore, I can never find the book I'm looking for. I feel like that's true of a lot of the books I want from libraries as well. I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I find that you're an outlier in almost every respect <laughs> in life, and I'm not sure that your I'm not sure that your bar is the right bar for anyone. I, I I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying okay. I'm saying it's wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> On page eight, we begin one of my favorite sequences based on a real life story. A real life story of a uh, homeless guy living in the ceiling at a library in the library system that I used to work for. And the scary thing is they never did catch the guy, but the maintenance people saw some handprints on the acoustic ceiling tiles and went to investigate kind of over in the corner. And uh, apparently when they pushed up, there was like a bed and a kerosene lantern. Yeah, more or less as illustrated here. Well, and, and a bunch of books. Yeah. Because the guy was stealing things from the hold shelf. But, but they had a security system, so he must have been going up before they turned it on and coming down after it had been turned off. and True story that the way you originally wrote this ended up with the homeless people in the library. And of course we exaggerated, so now we have the library kind of full of people sleeping there, being let out in chains. And I said, that's not funny. And you said, it's funny to me. <laughs> it was funny to me. Because <laughs> we um, never arrested anybody. And so. we kind of argued a bit and, and finally came up with, for, fortunately, what I think is an even funnier thing, which is that they, they leave on their own because the library is too loud. I love the second strip on page nine. Lambert in his little nest that he's made for himself up there uh -huh. in his underwear. Still wearing his hat. Yeah. Just, just kick back on his, on his little, little bed that he's made there, yep. his, on his pad. Oh, oh. And then, and then in the last panel, I mean, you, you sort of get that he's, he is on kind of a one-inch thick piece of, uh, you know, a fake acoustic, acoustic ceiling tile. It's all about balance at that yeah. point. Page eleven. Page eleven. Page eleven. It feels jumpy. Well, I'm a jumpy guy. So this is uh, based on a, a true story, the one where uh, I think the third one down, like the library was really change obsessed, and we came in one day. And for no reason at all, they had just altered where our mailboxes were. We yeah. all had individual mailboxes. And it was just, you're supposed to check it every day. And suddenly they're in a different spot. And it was like, why? And it was like, well, we're going to change things up. Wow. <laughs> and that's it. And we're it was, just, we're going to <laughs> with you is what we're going to do. <laughs> it was like, yeah. It was unbelievable to me. I was so, I, I was just so, it was so crazy. Like all of our passwords reset, uh, just like in 11. And then on the top of 12, they, asked, they also decided to rearrange the books and the snacks, which is this huge undertaking. <laughs> and that quickly kind of devolved into nobody being able to find anything they were looking for. And so this is all more or less signage. true. It was, it was bonkers. It was bonkers. I love that uh, Mel, also on 12, has named her Ficus. In her yes. Family. Yes, Beatrice. Yes. In her she office. She named her after your daughter. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Uh, Here's a kind of a clunky home, Homeland Security sequence. We, we took a few swings at this, and this is the most overt... One. Well, I like how I like how it starts out a lot. I like I like on the top of thirteen that like you know we don't keep any records of what you've ever checked out. Yep. But of course the librarians remember, right. which is the thing we never want to tell people. Like, like like we don't we don't always remember, but we probably remember exactly the thing you wish we didn't remember. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You you remember the most memorable thing. I do. Yeah, I do. Is it true that Katie didn't become Starstreak until Power Pack twenty five? We must have looked that up, right? Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I would have just made that stuff up. No, I, I take that stuff seriously. I love I love on thirteen too. By the um, way, somewhere oh the, the the picture in the in the book I don't know which book it is where we're dressed up as superheroes. Where your family's dressed as Power Pack. Well, it's just it's just me. It's just a picture oh, of me. Oh, is this you? But uh, my mother in law actually made Power Pack costumes for my entire family at my at my son's request, I believe. 
And who so, are you? Were you Alex? Yeah, I was Alex. Really? I was the older one, yes. Who was Theo then? I was one of the other ones. He was the younger kid who turns into smoke and... Well, it was convenient because mass, mass Master. Yes, Mass Master. Uh, two boys and two girls. So he and I were the two boys and Sarah and yeah, Rosie yeah. were the but two he girls. Let you, he let and you... even our dog had a power pack costume. He let you be Alex, though. Yeah, he wanted to be Massmaster. Was your dog one of the horse aliens in Power Pack? No, it was just yet another Power Pack costume. And who was I? And I didn't really have the I didn't really have the physique. Do you remember who I was in my picture of me as a little kid? Uh, Captain Marvel. I was Shazam, man. Shazam. Shazam is not his name. His name is Captain Marvel. His name is, his name is Shazam, right? In, in your in your brain. I love going back to page thirteen. I love uh, when Dewey threatens to call his lawyer. He's a nudist and he doesn't work out. So. Yeah, there's there's a good a solid just, threat. Just an extra extra threat to Homeland Security. And then he wants, on page 14, he wants uh, Homeland Security to hold him until the end of his shift. <laughs> Just so he doesn't have to go back to the library. He's working it. I love it. Third strip on page 14 is, is the classic strip of which many fall into this thing where we introduce this notion of a compactor and we kind of hear it, but we never see it. And then by the next strip, we've moved on. And people actually did email us to complain, uh, at, to which my answer is always, whatever's in your head right now for the compactor is funnier than what I can draw. What, what is The Simple Life? Uh, it's some reality show. Oh no! It was the one with Paris Hilton. Oh, and uh, what's her face? Lana Richie Stutter. Nicole. Nicole, <laughs> Nicole Richie. Richie. Wow. wow, you pulled that out of somewhere deep and dark. Yeah. Well, they pulled that TV show out of somewhere deep and dark, so that seems appropriate. My friend, who was a librarian who I worked with, her husband is actually from the town where that was filmed. Oh. In. in uh, Did they film it all the place? In Ar- no, they only filmed it in. Well, they filmed the first season in, uh, in Arkansas. Okay. At Arkansas? I think it was Arkansas. Yeah. Somewhere in the south. He was from that very small town, so he used to watch people he grew up with hit on them in bars yeah. on, on that TV show. Yeah. Bottom page 14. Yes. Chicken soup for the soup lover. We've, we're making fun of uh, something dear to a lot of people. But, oh man, that series always annoyed me. This uh, A woman in my writing group, Dee Williamson, she sold a story to that, one of the chicken soup To one of the chicken anthologies. soup anthologies. It was called The Seed Jar. It's a great story. Very short. These are, they're like sweet, heartwarming stories, right? They are. And, her and story- every, every, every volume actually comes with a vial of insulin. Her story, her story was amazing, and then it was actually made into a, a TV show wow. when they had a really short-lived TV 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 series. Did she get residuals from that? Nothing at all. They got all the rights outright. But her uh, her story starred uh, Terry Garr. Wow, so that was awesome. Oh right? my gosh, yeah. yeah, it was like it was like in the first episode, I think, first or second episode. It was just amazing. Oh, wow. yeah. It was so, called the TV show was called Chicken Soup for the TV Watcher. I don't know what it was. The called. Couch Potato. <laughs> exactly. Chicken Soup for people too well, lazy to read a book. I will say this: I think it was on the Oxygen Network or maybe yeah. Hallmark. Okay. I can't remember. Right. Page fifteen. I, man, I hate weeding. I hate weeding so much. Weeding. There's I, no. I hear weed. you, brother. And if, if you could just make a chair out of all those books you had to throw away, everything would be good. And the bottom of fifteen is the classic. Yes. Can I ask a stupid question strip? But weeding, weeding. I think I've already said it. Also makes me sick. Like literally, oh, yeah, physically, yeah, yeah. physically okay. ill. So the next sequence I realized is a little dated because we're there page was a, 16 now? there was yes, we're on page sixteen. There was an avian flu epidemic, and oh. people, people were really worried it would go big. Like one of you know, we've had a lot of these <clears throat> potential epidemics that have not yet landed, but you know, there's still one ahead of us. It'll work out. You think there's It'll work out. Oh, yeah. yeah, at least one. Am I wrong to be stockpiling like those little medical masks, thinking that there be a market for them later? Uh, no, I don't know if they'll be good, but I think they'll be valuable. Yes. Like whether or not they do any good, you'll be able to convince someone to give you at the market to somewhere. give you their daughter or something for it. I don't. I, that's not what I want. Okay. I want to have like I want to have like I want to have, like, have like Mad Max's car. I want somebody to trade me like Mad Max's car for like a bunch of face masks. Because you want like a functional car that would work in the apocalypse, or you actually just want Mad Max's car. I just want Mad Max's okay. car. And there's a great movie where this guy basically he and his friend make Mad Max's car. It's called Bellflower. And nice. You should you should watch it. There's my bad movie tip. Page, page 17. Watch it. I think it's still free on Netflix. The library will no longer allow personal use of staff computers. I can only Page guess what? This. 
17. Oh, 17. Are you in the bottom? I can only guess this is a, yeah, the third one down. This is a real thing. It is, but before I, before I dive into that, I want to see how much I love the Lost and Found strip above it. The tip. Try the Lost and Found. Because it's super gross? Because it's super gross. All right. Yes, which, which the library That's lost. That's Yeah, so we, we uh, for a while, I think we were not allowed to use the computers for personal stuff, like checking our email on our breaks or anything. So I went out. So you had to use the public library. I went out, as on page 18, I went out and used the public computers. I would reserve one. Right. And on my lunch hour, I'd go out there. And everybody knows you're a librarian, so nobody, right. nobody will stop asking you questions. It was just a nightmare. Well, and you were then, I mean, essentially clogging up, not clogging up, but now, now the library computers are even harder to get at because the librarians are using. Right, right. During, during the busy lunch hour. So, it's so how long did that policy last, or is it still officially in effect? I, I think something like that has just been put into effect again now. But but the weirder thing now is I assume policies like that they either they kind of fade away. Well, they, they do kind of they kind of don't linger very much, right? Nobody pays attention to them. So I I don't know if it's still in the books or not. But the new policy is you can't use your personal phone to text for business reasons. So if you're trying to set up like a book talk, oh, yeah, remember telling me this anything like that. Now you have to use some some app that archives it since it's all county. Um, you're keeping a paper trail. Yeah, it, yeah, it's all county or city like. Like government stuff, right? You, you, it has to be discoverable, basically. And what do you think is the what do you think is the terrible story that led to that? Well, I think there's a law that that everything has to be trackable. Like it all has to be it all has to be able to because they're a government be requested agency. Via, yeah, via public yeah. public records. So it actually makes sense, but it's it's going to be such a pain for everybody to try to adhere to that it's unbelievable to me. Page nineteen. I, I love the very top exchange. Uh, page nineteen. Is that a fact? Close enough. My favorite is the dead library cat. <laughs> Curiosity killed the library <laughs> cat. <laughs> because never, she said it, so it had to be wrong. We never did. We never did find it. That was it. Dead cat. That was, in the library. You wanted to do a library hey, cat. And somebody out there, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody out there has found a dead cat in the library. And there's nothing funny about dead cats. But if you could email me, and if you have pictures, <laughs> that would be great. If you have a picture, yeah, nice. Uh, so this is this riffing, riffing pretty hard about about reference surveys. A thing I did not actually believe existed, but it does the high tech so method of, of creating a. Uh, a checklist in yep. Excel. And, and we talk, talked marks. about it last time, I think. We did, I think. But, but your solution, oh, I think we talked about your solution too, which is on yeah. page 20, uh-huh. which is, is the for a good time call, the reference yeah. desk. In, in, in a public restroom. Yeah. So you asked, why, why is this space why intentionally left blank? Why does the third thing say the space intentionally left blank? <laughs> which I think is the only place in there. And the, the, the actual answer is I don't remember because this, this book is like eight years old or something, but I'm pretty sure that what happened was that while I was laying this out, I accidentally laid out like... I duplicated a strip. Oh. And then it was all done. We'd like send it to the printer and then I caught it. And so rather than <laughs> rather than re lay out the entire thing to move every strip one backwards, I'm just like, that'll be that'll be kind of funny. <laughs> and it is kind of funny. So 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 this is like this is like the stamp misprint. This is gonna be extra valuable, even though they're all misprinted. Well it's not misprinted. They it wasn't printed wrong. It was just sort of a layout choice. <laughs> you know what? I think a last a last minute. This is where you this is where you draw a custom strip in everybody's book who comes up to right, outside. Fair enough. I'll do that. Okay. In this strip, this in this book that's out of print, I will now commit to doing that. Anytime <laughs> someone buys one from us, that's great. We have we have like six left, I think. Top of page twenty one. I'm not sure where the water thing came from. I do have a friend who, for a while, worked at a nonprofit that basically was trying to convince people to just not buy bottled water because it's well, and I'm all for that because. Uh, two reasons. One is all that plastic. It's like an insane amount of plastic going to the bottles. And the other is a insane amount of fuel moving water around. Like, there's just no way the water from Fiji really needs to come from Fiji. I don't know, man. I think, I think, I think it does. Do you think it does have to come from Fiji? There's not going to be much, much water from, I mean, as Fiji goes underwater, 
There's not going to be much. We should get it while we can. Yes, uh-huh. enjoy it while you can. I think I think this whole thing comes from my love of Tang. On the top of page twenty. I, I love the I love the Tang reference so much because it's so old. <laughs> you know what? So so when I moved, so they still make it, I guess. But when I was a kid, that was the hot thing. I'm trying to remember when I moved out of my because the astronauts had it. I guess I moved out of my like house. Best marketing. I moved ever. out of my house when I was eighteen or nineteen, uh, into an apartment with with my girlfriend, and I drank nothing but Tang for about a year. <laughs> and I used to I used to drink it with a spoon because my grandmother would always get pissed at me when I drank Tang with a spoon in the house. I just I, there's something about a, a spoonful of Tang, n- 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 not the crystallized, not the I mean, crystallized, I, but I, you drink like soup. I would make a I would make a really thick glass of tang. Soup. I mean, because you, you never just you never mix it to the right ratio. It's always got to be just like every, like like the sugar is crystallizing out of the tang. And then you just drink it with a spoon, just little sips. It's 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 better than Pez, you know. <laughs> uh, do you still do it? No, but I, I'm telling you, saying that right now. I'm yeah, you're kind of you're kind of gonna pick some up on the way home. And these these damn grocery stores in Seattle, like they probably even have, you probably don't even sell tank. No, that's what I'm saying. They're all organic. What are astronauts supposed to do when they're thirsty? I don't know. I don't know anymore. But I, I'm gonna go find me. A, <laughs> I'm gonna go find me a. a, a is it a, it's a jar of tank? I wonder if it's still a jar. You think it's still glass? If it's not a jar, I don't want to be alive. <sighs> Page twenty-two. I bet. I bet maybe one of the, the Safeways near you has has some tank. I'm stopping on the way home. Stay tuned. I'll tell you next week, Bill, if I found Tang or not. I love the top one that that, uh, that Dewey doesn't want to give Merv a copy of Superman two because yes, he's going to tell it Yes, yes, it's perfect. That's it's nice. a perfect character moment. And do you want to tell a story on, of the second one? No, no. Let's save that. It's a, it's, a, it's a story we tell at one of our talks. You should hire us to do one of our talks so we can tell that story. It's, it, this is an actual conversation between Bill and I. That's Marla. what I say. Marla. Yes. yes. And I, I love the third one. <laughs> so now she's just scoring with him. Kathy's just messing with him. Messing with him, and, and he, I think he loves it. Once he recovers from that particular adrenal, adrenal rush. Oh, that's pretty funny. It is. I like the top of 23. I, you know, when service dogs, quote-unquote service dogs, behave badly. Not not real service dogs. Dogs that are not really providing a service other than just not, causing not chaos. Not visibly providing an obvious service. Like we've had dogs chew on stuff and pee on stuff, and it's just terrible. And what can you do about it? I mean, they have a right to be in the library, but... But presumably, like the people who have the right to be in the library. Well, actually, the, yeah, the service animals have to be allowed in the library by Washington state law as well. Right, but that doesn't mean they're. Well, they're not allowed to misbehave. Okay. The dog is held to the same standard as the patrons are. Fair enough. No, they are. So if they're if they're disruptive, that's a that's a it's a pretty well, low standard. Not a dog. It can be a service animal of any kind. So, but it's it's funny because if you have somebody who comes up and goes, I just I hate rats, and somebody's got a service rat, you have to let it stay. And all you can ask is, is, is that a service animal? Which I kind of love. Page twenty four. A lady who's mad at teenagers for being teenagers. Yes, I that must it. be very common. Oh, it's, it's it. Well, I, I think it's um, I think it's not as common anymore. I haven't had anybody complain about this kind of stuff to me for a while. But I haven't. I guess I haven't been working as a teen librarian for a while, so no. I don't get these these uh, reference to me all the time. But when I'm in a library working on the desk as a sub now, I, I really don't have people complaining in kind of the same miserable way. I think libraries have successfully welcomed teenagers in. Everybody's kind of gotten used to them. Hmm. And the teenagers tend to behave a little bit better now. There's space for them, so it's it's all kind of worked out. I assume it's just because all they're sitting around, all they do is text, and so they don't make any trouble. Well, that could be it. Yeah. 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 They're texting slash sexting slash Snapchatting, and so, yeah. I just want to say, bottom of page 24, it's a nice little exchange between Mel and Dewey, and it ends with Mel saying, and now you're just wallowing in the irony, and Dewey says, I was, but it never lasts. And I just want you to see that his head is kind of tipped up. Like, he's just... Like he's, he's just so sad. Like he's he changed of, the picture? He's looking away, and he's like, I was, but it never lasts. He's got a thousand-year stare. It never lasts. He should, have, he should have repeated it never lasts. <laughs> it was a thousand-year stare. And that's, yeah. all, that's all it took. It's a little, a little tip of the head. 
I hate, uh, the, I hate the dig reference on top. Yeah, of that was that was supposed to be self-referential. Like that was supposed to go really big on dig, and then it'd be a, <laughs> a comic about. Uh, you know that that would only have been funny if that worked, and so it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. I funny. hate it too. You know, it wasn't exactly a pander, but it sort of was. And then we have the staff sharing program. Mel's trying to justify it. Well, which I, I know happens and has happened in multiple libraries. And do we get sent to the Mallville Detention Center and Amusement Park? Now, now, little known fact, my first job in a library for about three weeks was in a youth detention center. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Th this came about because we talked to some prison librarians at ALA, and uh, they told us some great stories about being a prison and which are kind of here. I mean, and it's mostly that, like, they really appreciate their library. Well, I think, I think the worst story was the guy who... Um, like they lose books when guys on death row die because their their personal effects are returned to their families, and often the library books are returned as well. They, the library didn't get them back. Somebody told me that story. Oh. Like of some guy who liked he liked a book so much and was finding so much comfort in it that he basically kept it and then they didn't get it back. I see. And like those poor librarians. I just oh my, it's just terrible. I mean like, oh. So so of course we turned it into this one that has fire damage. Oh, that's a little love. <laughs> he insisted on taking it to the chair. Yeah. Oh. Okay, nice. You know it's funny? Capital punishment. Well, can I just say we ended it on a high bathroom note there. We th did. Thank you for letting me do I that. I couldn't find the bathroom, so I made one. <laughs> yeah. which, nice. I, which I never had someone say to me in the library. But essentially. But I expect. I expect but you, you, you experienced the end result of it. So I was, I was trying to think of 26 and 27, the prince is coming to Malville, the security officers come in. This, I think, is based on my wife works at a hospital, and they had a, a prince from somewhere like in there, she didn't tell me very much about it. Basically, his people took over a whole floor oh. of the of the of the hospital and, oh. paid, and paid for it. And there was all the security protocols and stuff, and like who could help him and who couldn't, and it just seemed insane to me. So I wanted to bring that to the library a bit. This is such a sitcom ending, and it's kind of a perfect sitcom ending, which is the prince comes in, uses the bathroom, and leaves. And like all of that was so that he could use the bathroom because it's the best bathroom in town, and that's not saying much. That's right. Like I would sort of, I would sort of hate what a what a perfect sitcom thing that was, except it's so perfect. And then old denouement, which is Mervis trying to sell the uh, page twenty-eight. Yeah, trying to sell the seat on eBay. I love. We're back to weeding a little bit. Yeah. And I love. I love the second strip so much. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. I mean, you throw stuff away because it's too worn. You throw stuff away because it's not worn enough. And then there's the just right point. Mm -hmm. it drives me insane. <laughs> and she has a Goldilocks. That's what's perfect about it. Well, this is also a sign that your library has too much money. Oh, if you're spending all that time thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. Time to get more shelf space or something. So top of page 29 is, I think, a beautiful take on the... And I'm not sure it's entirely clear. Uh, it's clear to me that, that he's, he is essentially talking about her. Like, she's an old crank, and he's making a little note about the old crank, and then she kind of grabs it and looks at it. And says, old crank, what's that? Then she says, aren't you sweet? And Colleen says, no. <laughs> I like the second one a lot. The one we're looking for a yoga video who won't bend over. <laughs> yes, it's irony. That's beautiful. Irony. Beautiful. All right. 30, 30, page 30. So this is, this must about the time that uh, we went to self-service holds, which I know is very common now. And I just remember initially, like, people were so freaked out. We used to have them all behind the counter, behind the service counter. Oh, uh, okay. Circulation counter. And, and, you know, it's just, it, I forget that there was a time when that was not a thing that you had. Yeah. You had to ask for it. It's crazy. I mean, and yeah. what, people couldn't look up their own last name on the shelf. <laughs> that was just the most They were just failing the alphabetical sort. like, story. I can't find my books. They'd just come over in a tizzy and you'd be like, they're right there under your last <laughs> name. Which is worse than it's right there under the author's last name. It's under your last name. So on page 31, it's the introduction of Randy the Randy Librarian. Randy the Randy Librarian. Um, the second strip, the one at the bottom, where he says, I send her to library school, if you know what I mean. I think we told the story already. I think we did um, too. 
where somebody said that, and we, we started joking that it was some kind of weird euphemism, and that's where <laughs> Randy different, came from. Different bad library euphemisms, like, I'd catalog that. Yep. <laughs> and, like, this is, I would say we sort of walk the razor's edge here, which is he is truly offensive, but we're also, it, it, he's being offensive in the context where we are saying he's offensive. And so we're just displaying someone being offensive, and I think it's okay. And on the top of 32, uh, tomorrow punches him in the face. So, yeah. Right. I mean, and he gets his comeuppance. So I think I think it's okay, but he's he's so seriously creepy, and he should not be allowed. Every section is a romance section when you're, <laughs> when you're avec la Randy. And just to reiterate, the shirt he's wearing is definitely Captain Kirk's shore leave uniform. Yes. And uh, on the bottom of thirty-two, that must have been after I made uh, the kid faint. Yes. With my uh, yes. between a rock and a hard place book talk, yes. which I think I talked about last time. Yes. So I had this fantasy that that I would have book talks that had different powers. Mm-hmm. Not just not just doing not just making people faint, but um, other stuff. And so uh, on the bottom of thirty three, Dewey's looking for other powers. Murph says that Jane Austen makes him queasy, and, and Dewey says that's a start. <laughs> so it'd be great to have a book talk that made kids vomit. Uh, at the bottom of thirty three, we learn that Dewey can well. He has book talks that guarantee cramps, nausea, and mild eczema, and the one that makes you speak Urdu. And I actually got a, a guy I worked with at Microsoft to translate. I believe it's Buddy saying something like, "My girlfriend taught me this." Sometime when we were in Delhi, or I don't know what it was. Oh, nice. So, so that means something close to that, hopefully, if he was telling the truth, and I have no reason to think he wasn't. And nobody's ever complained. No. But I'm not sure how many Urdu speakers read our strip. Not many. Top of 34, uh, the guy hitting on Colleen by talking about real librarians. I like that. The cranky old man. I don't think she. I don't think he is at all hitting on her. He is clearly just complaining, and she's fine. And, but she's to her, these are words of love. Oh, really? Oh, I thought he was they're words of love. I thought he was coming on to her. I mean, you can interpret it either way. It's funnier to me if, if it's just being interpreted that way. Bottom of 34, as, as people started to get more cell phones, people started to lose more cell phones. I would follow. We would have a lot of kids come in going, do you have a blue cell phone? And, <laughs> and for a while, you would just hand it over to them. Oh, really? <laughs> that was terribly that stupid. That is terrible. Terribly stupid of us. Because there was like a 30% chance you had one. Well, and like like when you suspect somebody's taking something out of the lost and found that's not theirs, what do you do? Right. Because like, like you te- you typically go, they say, well, do you have this? And you're like, well, you, you pull this bucket of stuff right. up onto the counter and you start looking through it and they go, oh, that's mine. That's mine. That, <laughs> that like, gold bracelet is mine. You're like, prove it. <laughs> okay, it's a gold bracelet. Oh, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So another, another Dewey as a traveling librarian. Oh, at the nudist colony. The nudist colony. And there was a nudist colony. So, so, so I worked in a place uh, outside of Seattle in the Pacific Northwest where it's cold and rainy. And there it's is, not, not the ideal place. There is nonetheless, like Fiji would be the perfect place. There is nonetheless, like, like in the mountains nearby, yeah. a, a nudist colony, which is just flabbergasting. I guess it weird. just means they don't spend much time outside. I, do, they, do they put on coats when they go outside? Like, well, when they go to the library, they put on coats. Well, that's good. You, you, can always, you can always tell there's a certain vibe from the nudists. And so I always wondered if I'd have to go there on yeah. outreach. I never did. The um, dirtiest thing we've ever put, top of page 36. What? Last panel. The frozen banana. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never noticed I can't that. say that was on purpose, and I can't say it wasn't. I honestly uh, don't remember. And, and the next one is, I think, just the sublime comedy moment. I love that. I love where, that moment. Where Ned shows up, and he's in a three-piece. I remember coming up with that when I was writing this, and I was just laughing so hard. That mm-hmm. it's, it's the only place Ned has ever dressed. The guy asking for the clothes-free edition. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. But I love. I also love Dewey pushing the Revenge of the Sith novelization. Novelization is better than Dewey. Oh, that's that's certainly true. And 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 then the, I, I, this whole page is good. Like like Merv yeah. coming up. Surprisingly, I want to see live nude girls, and <laughs> there comes the senior citizen and Merv. See, and away. there's nothing wrong with her body. No, I just want to say that. No, but Merv is Merv yes. is like a you know twelve thirteen year old boy, and you know. Yeah, that's that's just that's just society brainwashing him. 
Is that she's, a, she's a, she, there's a lot of women there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I watched, uh, I watched the 40 year old virgin last night with my daughter. Uh-huh. Of course, nice, nice. father daughter night. Of course, you know the, the hot grandma moment in there. Where she's I don't know her. Well, well, the, the woman uh, Steve Carell ends up with is a, a hot grandma. Okay, I can't remember what, her, what the actress's name is. Uh-huh. Very pretty. Yes. All right. Next page. All right. I don't, I don't have anything for a few pages. Yeah, I mean Colleen doing makeup. That, that, I don't think that was based on anything other than bad patron makeup. It's um, very cute at the top of page thirty-eight though, because Doreen gets to dress as a witch kiss member. No idea. Okay, one of them. No idea, but our our, the bat our, our book reviewer Darcy, her entire family dressed up as kids. I think it's Gene Simmons. I think that's Gene Simmons' face. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, because that's why he's that's why he says stick your tongue out. I think it's Batman because he was famous for what? Batman. No, she's clearly. That's why he says stick your tongue out. It's because it's Batman. Batman sticks his tongue out all the time. Oh, yeah. He's known for it. Yeah. All right. 38. So I kind of love the sequence that at the bottom of thirty-eight with the. Due to a misprint, they've promised everyone in the book, in the library's summer reading program a free computer. And this was based on something that happened, but I can't remember exactly what. But, but we was, exaggerated it. But there was some, yeah, there was some giant misunderstanding on the part of a lot of people that that everybody was going to get a computer. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember if it was it, it, it was it was somewhat vague language, but it wasn't this directly like uh, wrong. It was just a disaster, just this PR disaster for the library. And then top page forty, I just like the line: "My book sale just collapsed like a souffle at a rave." Rave, not a good place to make a souffle bill. Is that what you're saying? Now I understand. I understand the joke. Okay. Thank you for explaining it. Yes. So then Randy's back, Randy's but it's back. his day off. And if it's his day off, can you throw him out if he's being obnoxious? Hard to say. And the nice Star Wars reference on uh, forty, the third strip. On forty, the third strip. Yeah, I'd sooner kiss the stuff down. I can arrange that. That's right. Get it's it. Beautiful. Nice. It's beautiful. We just wrote a, n- a new sequence of Star Wars references because you can never. Run out of them. No, you can't. We no. at some point we've recycled them, I'm sure, but they are they are library tips this time. Yeah. Yeah. So page forty one, not our best sequence. The, the 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 one that begins at the bottom, where they have public art, uh, turns out to be a statue of Isaiah Mall, founder of Mallville. On thirty on forty two. On forty two. Yeah, but like, like it was, I, it's I, not I, a funny sequence. And I remember as I wrote it, thinking this isn't funny, and I was sick. I remember I was I was sick, and I just couldn't like I couldn't punch it up. And I didn't have, we didn't have any buffer, we didn't have any other stuff, and I'm just like, I'm going to have to draw it. <laughs> this, is one, this is one of the few times where I've drawn a strip. I knew when I was drawing it you that it wasn't it? funny. No, I don't think it's I think it's fine. I know. That's why, that's why you wrote it, because you thought it was fine. I, I, I can't remember. I and, we got, and we got some complaints. People are like, that's not funny. <laughs> I'm also noticing on the third strip on page 42, Mel says, ladies, gentlemen, and members of our valued transgender community. And as I read it this time, I'm just like, oh, okay. But like going back in time, that was that was kind of a, a crazily politically correct thing to say at the time. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like eight years ago. What do you mean crazily politically correct? I mean that it was, was like, be... like it was too politically correct to say. Well, it would stink of political correctness at the time, and and it's it's amazing how how much time has shifted. But like the reason we wrote that was not because that's the right thing to write, but that's that's the sort of thing Mel, who's like wildly liberal and progressive and politically correct, would go out of her way to sort of welcome you know, extreme members of the community and stuff. And so that's, that was deemed funny at the time. And now it just isn't, now it's just in line. It's like, it's just huh. a normal boilerplate. So anyway, it's interesting to me. 44, uh, 43, we have a guy, Dewey's looking hard for a magazine for a guy, uh-huh. including in the planter, which I like. Yeah. Because there's a copy of Stars Weekly in the planter. Yeah. Apparently. But I love that, I love that when he finds it for him. As it's, it's, he had worked really hard for it. It's not everywhere. On 44. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess they wanted last issue. You know, he just, he just goes off again to keep looking, keep yep. quote-unquote looking. Yep. I love that. 44, 
I, I hate this, but like when people see a book in the library, they just assume they can take it, right? And so they're like, hey, I want Oh, it. like it, even if it has it intended for someone else. Right, yeah. right, right, right. And so it just leads to a lot of awkward conversations. And it seems like very poor service on your part to not be able to give it to him at that moment. But. I can't, I'm trying to remember. I wrote this, this next sequence about Tamara not being able to say no. And it, it specifically starts off with her on tech support. And I'm trying to remember if this was a story about my wife, but it was definitely a story that someone I know dealt with, a woman I know, Mm. who was on the line with tech support and she had solved her problem and then did not want to sort of tell the guy she had solved and it was a guy that she had solved the problem because she felt bad which wow. is so ridiculous and so this isn't even really all that exaggerated although she did not end up going on a date with him and kissing him okay pretty sure my wife didn't do that I, I guess I could ask I, one of my favorite moments is the bottom of 45 yes where, where Tamara is so like so against like standing up for herself in some way at this moment that uh, they offer her a hamburger and she says it looks delicious even and though she's vegan it's funny because I think I think at some at some level Tamara definitely stands up for herself but she also doesn't want to hurt other people's feelings and, that, and that's the essence of all this is that Dewey offered her a hamburger and so she wouldn't say no I think, I think we make her stronger now though like more willing to say well, no and, and yeah, and it's a little like now I'm like, oh, it's a little off that Dewey, you know, the man has to teach her how to say no and whatever. But anyway, it's a it's a, it's a nice it's, a, it's an okay sequence. And then the, the copier is out of service, but no one will take on on forty six forty six. No one will take the his word that it's out of service. So he tries to be a little a little a little forgiving with the language and it doesn't work out. And then um, my favorite is forty seven when Buddy tries to put the toner in, the, in there. You like it? It all sticks to his fur. I do like it. I really like the top of page 47 where he says the copier is out of order. Yes. Really? No, not really. So it's working? No, it's out of order, but I wanted to reward your healthy skepticism. Who, who's that guy? Do, have we named that guy? Fred. Fred. That's Fred? Yeah. Okay. I can't keep that straight. All right. All right. 48. All you can read absolutely free. True. True. But it's not free, Bill, because we all pay for it. That's true. All right. But it's, it's, a, it's not a market. Third strip, definitely me and Jean at every cafe we've ever worked at. In fact, at my home office, too. Today, where we're trying to sit around this small microphone. Yep. A small table. Yep. With small chairs. Yep. With small and our small minds. Yes. 48, the library tip. Which is if a hard you don't thing want to tell it, the library doesn't want it. Yeah, I want yeah. to post this everywhere. But I love that it's a Jugs, mag it's Jugs magazine. <laughs> it's about pottery. <laughs> Still doesn't want it. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I think I'm okay with, Mel with Merv being a little sort of adolescent sex-crazed boy here. I think I'm okay with it. Yeah. We, we don't go to that very often. No. That well. It seems true. Page what? Page 49. I think Dewey throws this kid out for being rude. And I love I love when he says, come back in a month. Where does, where does he file the appeal? And Dewey holds up the garbage can right here. <laughs> and the, what is it called? The vertical file? Is that what people call that? Yes. That's how I want to handle complaints like that. And, yeah. th and then and we had to black out stuff that the kid had said. We didn't have to black out stuff. We had to because it was so, so lewd. So lewd. So lewd. No, it was written as blacked out. And then on 50, Dewey tells the kid, you couldn't put a black mark on my record with a Sharpie. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I like that line. It's so good, and it's true. It's because like, because of the union. Yeah. Well, it wasn't just the union. Like I, I think everybody like like people would get so upset at having gotten a talking to or being told not to do something again, but it was never the same as actually having some kind of mark on your permanent record. There there were no marks on your permanent record, and what I what I learned when I was working in HR as a trainer is that uh, they're not allowed to talk about your permanent record anyway. Like after you leave the library, all they're allowed to do is to verify your employment. Wow. Legally. So it doesn't really matter if you have a black mark on your permanent record. Just a tip to all of you out there with black marks on your record. Just go crazy. My record is clean, but if yours <laughs> is not, <laughs> check your state and local laws. All right, so we'll end with page 50, and uh, see you back next time. Okay. Okay.